Yeah, that was the intro topic, us talking about that. Um, <laughs> whatever, we'll go to the backup one. Um, <laughs> what, how was your guys' uh, weekend? We had a bit of a, a preview with John last week, but now you both both went to the convention. How'd yep. that go? Good. I bought a lot of stuff. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the confirmation, Paul. Yes. Uh, mainly games for streaming. Okay, so secret stuff? Yeah, you can see some of it out of the... You can see it better than they probably can on screen. There's some it's stupid shit in that I'm, pile. I'm so there's Xbox 360 games. <clears throat> the, uh, most of those I picked up outside just, of the I'm, con, but yeah. No, I'm so seeing green cases. These are 360, so. you're right. You've got that yeah. right. I mean, I know the color of an Xbox 360 game case. So Yeah. Congrats. So is there anything you bought that you can say, or is it all a secret? I mean, I bought some, like, stuff some little like figures and stuff like that to put around the office in the house oh okay okay so i got cool. what, these what about, oh. crazy like posable mario and luigi ones i've never seen these before oh and, neat and as something new you gotta get it for the museum gotta have one of everything mm-hmm. exactly That's true. i got a metal gear rex uh model kit do you have that, that handy i need to see it give me a sec okay because is- it's over here and it's actually um, a decent size. <gasps> That's good because you had all that free space. I know. Oh, I know. It's so good. I know. Is that a gold box? Silver. It, Silver. Okay. It's so good. It's. it's I don't want you big. to take it out of the box. That box is so good. <laughs> I have to build it though. Are you gonna keep the You're box? Right. Paul, do you want the box? No, <laughs> no, <Okay>. I don't. <laughs> I. I was gonna ask. Do you keep boxes? Because that's now twice as much space. No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Paul, did you buy anything? I didn't. No. I d- well, like, I bought food because I was there for a long time one day. So Expensive food? Uh, it wasn't so bad. It was like a $2.50, $2.50 hot dog or something. That's not the worst. That's it's not cheap. bad. That's cheap for con food. Yeah. It wasn't good by any stretch of the well, imagination, but I mean, it was something to eat. Food. Yeah. So... Uh, someone in the chat is asking, John, did you take Mikey to the convention? Mikey being uh, Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle. Yes, I did not take Michelangelo to the con. That would have been okay. a hassle, probably. It would have been a gigantic hassle. Did you see any Michelangelos at the con? There were a couple, actually. Okay. I only right. saw one. I think I saw three, and I saw like wow. three. Are you sure they were all Michelangelo and not three different Ninja Turtles? Yes. Good question. Because they, they were all in groups. Which made it a lot okay. easier. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Paul, how did the uh, well extra life boo thing go? Oh, it was fine. Uh, they were kind of in this weird back corner of the hall. It was basically the corner near where the autographs are, where people line up for autographs from people. So okay. they liked it there because when the celebrities or whatever would leave their autograph session and go to the back they would snag them and be like hey come take a pic for extra life or something oh, did you get a photo with anyone i didn't know i did you see anyone cool though uh there's a lot of people there that i i'm not a whovian so there was a few doctor who people that they got and i was just like i don't know who this motherfucker is um i didn't know whovian was a thing yeah it is. that's a term for a doctor who fan um, Mark Meir, the voice for Commander Shepard, male, was by 
a few times. He's always there. We talked about this last time. Yeah, Yeah, he was by the booth a few times and got different pictures with different people. Um, Oh, my God. Mick Foley was there. Yeah. He was walking around with a limp, but of course he was, because have you seen that guy's career? (laughs) (laughs) He's lucky that's all he's got. Yeah. Um, And then the last, on Saturday, the last person we, that I saw before, like, I left was Rosario Dawson came by to hang out. Oh, cool. Were you like, hey, I like you in that Daredevil TV show? No, because it was kind of like the con was closing, so it was kind of like a quick picture, a quick chat, like, we all have to go (laughs) right now sort of thing. Did she give you the hover hand? No, I wasn't. I didn't go in for the picture. I left that to the people who, like the president and vice president of the Calgary guild for extra life. Cause it is kind of their thing. So it's like, yeah, okay, go for it. They are the How faces. Many, if you can even count like it, cause there's probably so many of them, the extra life booth. How many ba- booth babes do they employ? Uh, probably five. There was five, like at all times. <laughs> no, 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 there, they were, no, there was they were holding up the table. Were they stripping? Yeah, exactly. Charity? stripping for charity no to get themselves through college right yeah that's why charity for themselves (laughs) sure yeah okay yeah well i mean no like the majority goes to charity but they take a little bit off the top as they take off their tops nice i see what you did there yeah Yeah. pretty good that was pretty good it was fine (laughs) a little bit off the top down perspective as they take off their uh, top-down perspective. I am putting us offline. <laughs> <laughs> Short show this week. Yep. Um, oh anyway, yeah. Uh, April 23rd, Sean, John, and Paul are here. Yes. Say hi, everybody. Hi, hi everybody. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, actually, I should say what happened my last weekend. I had a cool last weekend. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I wasn't at a convention, but it was a uh, it was Cal Day here in Berkeley, mm-hmm. which is basically when the school opens its doors to um to like everyone, a, a lot being like per uh, potential uh, students uh, graduating high school to be like, hey, this is what Berkeley's all about. But they also have, like, big stage shows and stuff out on the on the fields and stuff, and it's kind of a big, fun event. Um, but what that means for just south of the school, where all the students live, is every single frat house is having a party. Okay. So I was kind of, as I was walking uh, along the streets, it was just every block had different dance music playing. So that was pretty great. And I ended up at a uh, barbecue on a roof, for like half the day. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty great. The following day on Sunday was Holy, which is, uh, you know those color runs? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that without the running and way more people and it's just a big paint dance party. Okay. Oh, I thought it was like paintball, but just throwing the paint instead. No, it's like the packs of paint, like the powder stuff. Mm. Um, and it was on top of this hill in this parking lot. So many students were there. There was tons of people, and they were spraying us with hoses while dance music was playing. And that's great. My hair's still pink. Nice. Um, which you probably can't see on the camera. Nope. But my hair is definitely, in the certain lights, a different color. Um, I'm told the back of my head's quite pink, too. I, for whatever reason, it's not coming out. Um, so, but whatever. 
Uh, that was great too. So that, I had that was an exciting, and it was super sunny out. So that was that was an exciting weekend that I had. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, we're here to talk about video games. All right. Uh, mainly, um, uh, John, what have you been playing? All new stuff for once, believe it or not. Woo! Starting Whoa. with yeah. okay. Well, yeah, well, sure. sort of new. Uh, let, let's kick off, I guess, with a smaller thing. Uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC since that came out last night slash today. Uh, okay. 200cc and the eight new tracks. Haven't played all eight tracks. Played like six of them. All really good. Uh, music's fantastic. They all handle pretty good. They brought back four tracks. Two of them from GBA. One from 3DS and one from GameCube. Which one from GameCube? Baby Park. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. That's not a great track. It's a fun track, but I think they got rid of like, the best part about it. Hmm. Like There's a, a divider in the middle that keeps projectiles from bouncing back and forth. Uh, did they have that in the GameCube one? No, I know they had a divider. Projectiles was... jumped back and forth, no problem. I don't. I, I don't they know. Can, they maybe can go over it. You mean? Yeah, maybe it does in this one, but I I didn't notice mm. it. So, yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think in the GameCube one they could cross the divider. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Because I want to say I've seen like r- shells bouncing around. I I can't remember. I know the shells can go over the divider in in the GameCube one. So, okay. Um, they added a, a new F-Zero track, and holy shit, it's actually, like, really, really good. It's a transforming track, and it's big blue. Wait, what do you mean, like, a new F-Zero track? Like, there's two F-Zero tracks in the game. They had a Mute City and Big Blue. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That's great. It's really good. I like it. Uh, cool. And then we, uh, or Reese is here visiting, so we spent a lot of time playing Axiom Verge on the PS4. Nice. How was it? Yeah, yeah. really good. Holy crap! It is. If you like three more weeks. Yeah, if you like Metroidvania games, what's in three weeks? It releases on PC. Yeah. Oh, great! Then I'll have it. Sweet. Three more weeks. (laughs) Yeah, it's currently PS4 exclusive until it pops up on Steam in a couple weeks. If you like Metroid games, like 2D Metroid games, or if you like the Castlevania Metroid style games. Holy shit, get it. It's really good. Okay. What if I don't like Metroid or Castlevania, but I like <laughs> Metroidvania? Then you are a strange person. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so wait, what's better, Axiom Verge or um, Ori? I definitely like Axiom Verge a lot better. Oh, man. Okay, I guess. Okay, I'll guess, tell you this. I guess Ori, we'll has, a lot, Ori has a lot more charm. I'll give you that. Okay. But okay. I think for pure gameplay aesthetics, I really enjoyed Axiom Verge. Okay, but there's some, I'm excited there's to some compare the two. really, really obtuse puzzles in it, though. We had to look up a couple of things because it was just like, how would we even think to try that? But yeah, really good. Um, God, the first playthrough we did was 14 hours, I think, 14 and a half hours, because I was taking my time looking for secrets. Okay, and cool. then the second second playthrough took two and a half hours. Oh wow! Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> Slight time difference between the two. Okay, hang on. <laughs> you okay with oh, no. a text? My friend just sent me a picture of her roommate's dog getting a uh, bath. <laughs> oh, with the tagline. Okay, hang on. What's the tagline again? Um, have you ever seen anything this gross? Oh, good. <laughs> <Here's> the dog. <laughs> dog in a bathtub. Oh my gosh. Oh, that that was funny. Sorry for the people listening, but that's a that is a wet dog. What were we talking about? <laughs> Axiom Verge. <laughs> Professional here at the top down perspective. 
Yeah, highly recommend it when it comes out on Steam. If you don't, yeah, so you don't need to get a PS4 for it. Just wait a couple weeks. Really worth it. But if it's like 15, right? Yes, that sounds right. Okay. Cool. Cool. I've been hearing good things. I want to I want to try it out. Yeah, I've been on a Metroidvania kick lately and that definitely that is definitely fucking Super Metroid. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you going to are you going to play more Ori? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I got <laughs> okay. I got another project that I got I'm working on that involves a Metroidvania game, so. Okay, I was just thinking like what's the other nothing else came out, but Nothing you, nothing you, it's you not recent. Something. It's not recent, so. Um, looks like that's it for you. Yep. Okay, I mean, Paul. Uh, okay. So last time when I was talking about Titan Souls, apparently I had missed two Titans that were kind of easy to miss. Wait, so uh, I so went. Okay. You can miss bosses in the game. Apparently, because I did. That, I missed two weird. of them. So there are eighteen. So the game's actually an hour and five minutes, as opposed to an hour long. No. So. I got those last two and then got the quote-unquote true ending with, like, the true end boss. So I played for another good hour, hour and a half maybe for just those. So um, that end boss is weird. That's a weird end boss. Uh, That game's still fine. I was actually kind of happy to jump back into it. And, yeah, still feels good. Uh, Killing Floor 2 officially released into early access so that what was available in beta is now something you can buy basically you can early buy it with the releases okay. still coming later on this year i have been playing a bit of that with friends now because there's other people playing it and there needs to be more added to that game to just keep it fresh cuz it's the same few levels same four classes and the the same one end boss which is kind of annoying because I kind of want like the other bosses that they've been teasing that are coming out or whatever. Uh, also, for as much as they say that they don't like bullet spongy gameplay for shooters, their end boss is a bullet sponge and it's annoying. So I mean, there's what that. What are you supposed to do with a boss, I guess, in that kind of game? I guess so, but like maybe that, make it problem. less bullet spongy on normal and make it more so on the harder difficulties or something. Like... I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. It's been fine though. Like it's been a lot funner with friends, obviously, because you're playing with people, you know, or like you can all just group up together, shoot the shit and whatnot. Um, Do you recommend it in early access? No. And that's because of the price. The price is is like 30, it's 32 Canadian. So I guess 30 American or whatever. What's, what's the normal price going to be? It's, probably going to be that maybe like a little bit more i don't think they're going to go a full like 60 dollar for it probably 45 i could see that going 45 How sure much did for one go for when it first came out when it first came out it was a mod for a video game then <laughs> so it was free all right <laughs> got, <laughs> got, anymore. got it locked down like when it released by itself i think it was maybe 25 or 30 so it's probably going to be about 30. Anyways, for like four classes and what seems like the same three maps or whatever, I don't know if I could recommend buying it unless you actually like want it. Like I can say, oh, if somebody's like, oh, I want a first person shooter to play, I wouldn't recommend Killing Floor. But if somebody's like, yo, I really love Killing Floor 1, then you should probably get it because it's fine and they're going to upgrade more stuff as time goes by here. Um, other than that, I finally started Box Boy today. 
actually. Nice. And, and you're about to tell us how, how right John and I were? Uh, it's okay. It's pretty good. My biggest issue with it so far has been if it feels like a slow ramp up, but I finally hit the ramp up where the puzzles are, or the levels feel more puzzly. And now yeah, I'm the having first, fun. Like, three chapters are just walking. Yes. Through. What world are you in? Huh? What uh, world are you in? Dude, I don't know. Like, I could grab my thing for you and take a look, but. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. I'm just. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think John's right. I think it's two or three worlds where I started to feel like this isn't. This is no longer just like learning how to play a video game for the first time, teaching kids how to play a game or something. Now they're actually getting into some stuff. So it's been fun. I look forward to playing more of it now. Cool. Yep. Cool, cool. And that's it. Okay. Um. So, okay. So with a lot of my review games being done, I can kind of go into the backlog a bit. So I picked up my Vita and was like, oh, what have I been downloading from PlayStation Plus? I've been playing some Ollie Ollie 2. Didn't you already play um, that a bunch, like, on your phone? No, it's not on the phone. Wait, what? You've played Ollie Ollie 2 in the past, like, not... I've never played Ollie Ollie 2. I mean, I played Ollie Ollie 1 maybe, maybe for, like, I'm confusing, a day. Maybe I'm confusing it with the first one. All right. I don't think so, because I also did not play much of Ollie Ollie 1. All right, never mind. So I don't, I don't know where you're getting this from. All right. Um, however, it is exactly Ollie Ollie. If you liked Ollie Ollie, you will like Ollie Ollie 2. I don't think there's anything really different, but again, I played like a day of the first game. I didn't, I really didn't play it that much. Um, that game's fine. Soundtrack's uh, good. Uh, it's definitely hard, but I like that you can progress each stage without having to do any of their special objectives. And then going back and like, as you get better, going back and getting the objectives is, is definitely nice. Um, so yeah, that game is totally serviceable, but if you've already played Ollie Ollie, you already know it. Um... And then I started uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward, finally. Cool. Um, so the sequel to 999, I, I'm really hoping I don't, I don't stop, but there's nothing coming out that's too major that I could see pulling me away. Uh, which version are you playing? The Vita version. Okay, so that's the one without the save glitch, right? I think that's correct. Because I think it's the 3DS think- one that has it. Yeah, they, wouldn't they have patched that by now? Like this game came out like a two years ago or something. Um, but either way, um, so far enjoying that. I've only put about an hour and a half into it. Um, but uh, tons of questions happening. It seems very similar to nine 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 so far, which with uh, just better. Uh, I guess giving you information, like you can actually see the uh, flow chart of where you're going. Uh, I think the UI is terrible and ugly, um, but like it looks like a PS2 game in just its weird font choices and bright colors in the menus. Um, but regardless, uh, hopefully I'll keep playing through that, um, which I could see happening uh, because I have a trip coming up in a month and that would be good to bring with me. Where are you going, Sean? <laughs> um, so yeah, in June, I'm going to Europe. So there'll be a couple episodes where I'm not on the show. Okay. But specifically, um, see, my girlfriend's going to Norway for about a week. Then she goes to Latvia, which is where I show up. Then we go to Estonia, followed by uh, Denmark, and then back. The craziest part is individually, all those flights, including like returning, was under a thousand bucks. 
That's pretty good. That is. That's a good. pretty good deal. Like she, when she told me she paid less than a thousand for those four countries, I was like, "That is very doable." And then I just I'm not able to go to all of it because I um I can't get all the time off work. Yeah. But I'm doing three of the four countries, and again, yeah, under a thousand bucks for all those planes. And you'll be updating the top down Twitter for the meetups you're going to be hosting in Denmark and Estonia and stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, all our Latvian listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> See, I won't be on for a couple episodes. Um, but here's the thing I found out. I'm going to miss E3. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Meh. Which is going to be crazy. Like, I'm going to have to, like, follow it along on my phone, which I guess is fine. But it's just I'm going to miss, like, our E3 podcast, which I love doing. We'll just do it after. You get it back. No, because that's going to be – because I'm not going to be back until, like, the 19th. That'll be almost – like, by the time we do a show, it'll be, like, two weeks since E3. Mm. No, I thought E3 was like late this year. Not, is not, it not, a different time this year? I think it's, when is E3? it's usually the first week of June. Yeah, it's usually like it's, the. I remember fifth specifically the that it's not that this year. Weird. Oh man, June sixteenth to eighteenth. Oh crap! So I'll be. Wow, I, I will come back the uh, the day after it ends. So I guess I'll be on the E3 show. <laughs> nice. I just won't. Uh, I'll just have to watch everything like that weekend. Cool. Or I guess that week leading up. All right. Here, I, I the one year they throw it back, they move it back. I uh, works out for me. That's great. But um, anyway, for any of our listeners, if you do know of any uh, cool things in any of the, uh, I should say what cities I'm going to. I'm going to, uh, let's see, in Latvia, it's Riga. Mm-hmm. In Estonia, it is Tallinn. Mm-hmm. And... In Denmark, it's Copenhagen. Yeah, so you're going to the big cities. <laughs> the big cities, yeah. basically. Yeah, so if people have uh, like suggestions or recommendations for for places to eat or stuff to go check out, I hear there's like a torture museum in Tallinn. Oh, it sounds really weird. Tell you're excited for that. That would be cool. That's just a weird thing. I haven't been to it. Yeah, man. Museum. You could have a hostile um, situation going on. Send Great. send stuff my way. <laughs> uh, send stuff to the the to the podcast. Um, yeah, just you know, yeah, email it in topdownperspective at gmail.com. I'd love any recommendations or suggestions on stuff to do. Um, and I guess um, uh, what, uh, you can send recommendations for the other city that my girlfriend's going to. What's uh, in Norway? She is going to Bergen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, and then the, yeah, that's that's mid June. So I'll be leaving on the fifth, fifth to the nineteenth. Um. Yes, I guess that's all I've been playing. Let's uh, go to emails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was like no, there wasn't much uh, news. There was a little bit, <clears throat> but um, most people just asked a question about it, so we just we just thought we would move on and, and incorporate it in that. Yeah. So if you want to write in, like Sean said, topdownperspective at gmail.com or TDP podcast on Twitter or Top Down Perspective on Facebook. And you could be just like Henry who writes in and says, I've recently noticed that Mario Kart games do a strangely large amount of world building, even more so than that of the RPGs in the Mario universe. You know, the games that specifically made for world building. It kind of gives the game a skeuomorphic quality. So I ask you guys, what games did you not expect to do a particular particular element very well, but then proceeded to surpa- surpass your expectations? Ah. 
So okay, one step back. Hang on. Yeah. What world building is in Mario Kart? Stuff I don't know. like all the little companies they have, Mario Kart TV, oh, okay. all the different areas and all the detail behind them. Like it's all background detail. <laughs> I see what you saw what <laughs> they said in chat. <laughs> That's what I was laughing um, at. <laughs> When um, I read that, I was like, oh, God, that's too good. Aren't, but all the courses are just like, here's Wario's pinball course. Like, that's. Yeah. That, yeah, but you'll like, see ads for like, oh, like Wario, Wario's wood trips or like Wario's like repair shop or stuff like that. Oh, OK. Maybe I just haven't been paying enough attention to that stuff. But that okay. like especially Mario Kart 8 has been like overboard with stuff like that. OK, that's okay. great. It's been a while since I played that yeah. game. So. Like the Animal Crossing track, like you can see pretty much every Animal Crossing character somewhere in the background. Can you see me? You're can not, you see me? You're not an Animal Crossing character. I have an Animal Crossing character. I got four Animal Crossing characters, thank you very much. Why, why do you have four? Because there's four of them. Right? GameCube. Yeah, there's four. There's four. Wii, yeah. I don't know. Okay. What games did you expect uh, not to have a particular element very well, but then proceeded to surpass your expectations? Um, South Park, the stick of truth. I didn't think it would be a good game, and it turned out to be Paper Mario. Yeah. Stick of truth, like, built all around the world you know from the show, and then just kind of expanded on it a bunch. Yeah. In places you didn't expect them to let you go. That's the big recent one for me. I can't think of anything. Uh, I was surprised I enjoyed Fruit Ninja Connect the first one as much as I did. Like, yeah, that's I, fair. I can't really think of that, the last time a game like really surprised me. Actually, you know what? Here's one: Black and uh, Pokemon Black and White Two. I was expecting like there was a lot more to that game than I expected, but that was a while ago. I can't think of anything recent. Cool. I'm just we're getting questions in the chat. John, do you have a game? No, I'm going to you... on South Park. Yeah. I was, that... was going to say, kind of, Binding of Isaac kind of, like, builds up around, like, the lore around it, in a way. Like, mm-hmm. just even through, like, little things you find here and there, but I think South I'm... Park is a much better example. With Binding of Isaac, when they made Rebirth, I was surprised Binding of Isaac could be a good game that functions well, like, mechanically. I mean, that too. That yeah. too. So, they showed me the way they did it. All right, Clayton writes in. Oh, guys, for some reason, I only ever have information for Sean. Good. Um, okay, bye. From grounding, from grounding outlets uh, to now the simpler topic of free, fun, question mark, iOS games. Mr. Jump. I've been uh, waiting it out, expecting uh, for one of you to, one of you by the name of Booker, to find it on the featured page and give it a shot. It's infuriating, but fair. The visuals are simple, and one tap, one press controls give you, you two moves to work with in navigating narrow environments. <clears throat> uh, you can download it now and see for yourself until you encounter the wall of a, th- of a level that is three, and most of what follows. I'm on level 11 or 12, uh, with more to come in future updates. It's a great time for filler between whatever activities. Hope you enjoy it, or at least have enough space after Hearthstone to try it out. Um, I did download it. I have I played the first level, so maybe I'll talk more about it next week. But it seems fine. Kind of uh, the visuals kind of look like aesthetically like Crossy Road, um, but it's an endless runner with a jump or a longer jump mechanic. But 
It seemed cool. fine. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably play a bit more of that. Um, P, uh, he, he then says, P.S. Any suggestions for balancing extensive game experiences with real-life essentials like sleep, food, work, school, and friends? I want to do more gaming than the approximate none I'm fitting in currently. You can what game you with do? friends. So game with friends. You yeah, can fine. not work and you won't have to worry about food because you can't afford it anymore. So yeah. <laughs> find a way to work it into something else, yeah, is the best strategy. Like play a game casually while you have a meal, play games with friends. Yeah, when I get busy with friends where I'm at friends' places a lot, like I always have um one of my handheld consoles with me. Uh, just during some downtime, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll play games on that. So I get a lot of time that way. Um, my commute is a good time to play some handheld games. Um, but I can definitely run into it times where I'm not like playing enough like console games just because I'm out and about so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the good that you mentioned, you know, play with friends. That's always good. Um, or. Um, I know maybe, you know, this is kind of looking on the other side, but I've definitely had friends where I, I'm fine with them playing like a console game and me just hanging out watching and chatting. Cause I just want to hang out with them and chat. Um, and actually, you know, I've had friends too, where, you know, I've come over to visit and I've just been like, Hey, I kind of really want to be playing, you know, shadow of Mordor right now. And I'll just play it on their console while we're chatting. Cause we're just hanging out and talking. Mm-hmm. And I just have, and he's just watching. So you know, if if you have friends that are cool with that too, that's always uh, I always enjoy doing that on both sides. I should say. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I'm not taking the next. Yeah, one. I, I figured this one was for me, so I was just waiting for it to come up. <laughs> that's why I haven't said anything. It's the NT, <laughs> NTD numbers. Yay! Yay. Yay. I'm the only one excited. These are kind of interesting. I just like them being read to me. I don't like reading it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. For the last month in North America, the PlayStation 4 sold 330,000 consoles. The Xbox One sold 229,000 consoles. The Wii U sold about 83,000 consoles. And the 3DS sold about 265,000 consoles. That was also with a new one, though, right? Um, so that was probably a bump. I'm looking at the game list. Yeah, they, they're they'll counted. They're counted for sure. Okay, which is why that shot up so much. Spe- yep. Specific games that came out in the past month: Mario Party 10 sold surprisingly 290 thousand copies. Retail was less than 270 thousand. Forty percent of that was the Amiibo bundle. That's why. Yeah, and it actually sold better than Mario Party 9, which is also shocking. Yep. Mario Party sucks. Yeah, I'm with now, you. I haven't played. I haven't played ten. I'm just making a, an, an assumption here. You're just making. A, I'm with you, Sean. As, it's not as good as it used to be. That's the thing. I would almost argue that Mario Party has never been good. I well, am I with wrong. you in that argument as I'm well. Sorry, I think you're wrong on that one. With a good group of friends, it's fun. Frustrating, but fun. But you sure. could also take that same group of friends and find and easily find something more fun to do. Not with some groups. 
Okay. This is my ex- <laughs> this group of friends is exclusively my this, Mario. This is party my Mario friend. Party group. We don't do anything but play Mario Party. This, I mean, oh. we tried once, but we don't talk about that day. <laughs> no, like in in high school, like I used to play Mario Party two all the time with my friends. We like also play like Smash. We play Perfect Dark stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And Perfect Dark Smash. You had such a good time, and every time you were like, "Let's put Mario Party in," everyone kind of sighed and was like, "Okay, fine." No, we all like Mario Party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Smash 3DS sold 110,000 copies in the last month. Majora's Mask, 184,000 copies. Ooh. Bloodborne sold 389,000 copies. Nice. Final Fantasy Type-0 sold over 200,000 copies. PS4 accounts for 79% of that. Hmm. Wow. I have a feeling that is heavily skewed because of the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Absolutely, yes. Did that not come on the Xbox version? Yeah, it's on both. Hmm. What, why would I that meant more type zero, type zero sale numbers is what I more meant. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, I'm I'm so shocked at the at the seventy nine percent for PlayStation Four. I don't know why that would be. Maybe people just kind of associate it's, uh, Final Fantasy with PlayStation a bit ca- more. That's the thing. Yeah, I believe even like all the thirteen games that came out were all skewed towards PlayStation. But I mean, like we have had like several Xbox. Final Fantasies, though. Yeah. So, but even then, they've been skewed towards PS4 for sales. It's just, it's right. just a mentality yeah. thing, I guess. At this point, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Battlefield Hardline sold over a million copies. Forty-three percent on Jesus. the Xbox One. Forty percent on the PS4. I guess the rest would be PC. Yeah. Okay. Um. Actually, no. I think it's also on last gen too. I think they came out on both last gens. I might be wrong. Oh, I might okay. be wrong on that. No, they probably did. Uh, Fossil Fighters, which I forgot even came out, 35,000 copies on 3DS. Cool. Codename Steam, 31,000 copies. Mm-hmm. 31,000 disappointed people. And Kirby sold approximately 60,000, which I assume that refers to Rainbow Curse. Oh, man. That's, what a bummer. That's 91,000 disappointed people. That's 91,000 disappointed I, people. I feel like Matt is putting this, uh, putting these numbers in specifically for you. Yeah. He also brings in the lifetime to date, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, 109,000 copies sold. And it makes no sense why it would be in there for any other reason. <laughs> like, pretty much, well, pretty much. that's not true, because he's also telling us what the lifetime to date of Tearaway is, which mm. I'm glad to know that. That, that sure. came back into relevance for some reason. I can't remember what it is. It might have been because it was a free game. I forget what. I don't think so because I I'm I would have noticed that. I've been interested in Tearaway, but it's just always way more than I feel like spending on a Vita game. Mm. Mm. The Order eighteen eighty six sold two hundred thirty one thousand copies. Like I said, Rainbow Curse sold one hundred nine thousand. Monster Hunter Four Ultimate Lifetime to Date two hundred seventy eight thousand copies in North America. Majora's Mask 3D retail copies at least 611,000 copies lifetime to date in North America. Zombie U, I'm surprised to see this on here. 204,000 copies lifetime to date. Yeah, see, I think he's just picking like random games, which I, is I mean, that's, I, which that's is noteworthy ideal. because that's yeah. a, a launch title for the Wii U and it's got that number. That's pretty right. low for a launch title. It's one of the few Wii U games that actually takes the gimmicky controller idea though and puts it Does to a decent it, yeah. use. Yeah. Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, Lifetime to Date in North America, 326,000 copies. Bandit hmm. 2, only 157,000 copies. Oh, that hurts. I know, it really does. Tearaway, 75,000 copies. Wonderful 101, 104,000 copies. 
I wonder if that includes like when they give those games away for free. What do you mean? Oh yeah, maybe. Like Wonderful One Hundred One was in their like was in the Club Nintendo stuff. I wonder if these numbers include that or if these are purely just sales. I think I think hmm. it's purely purely just sales. Okay. Uh, Smash Wii U lifetime to date in North America: one point six million copies. Mario Kart Eight: one point nine million. And Grand Theft Auto. I'm surprised Mario Kart Eight is doing better. I'm not. Mario Kart's always done better. Has it always done better? Yeah, even like on, I know it was even, big, even on Wii. I, even on Wii. Oh, like I, I knew I knew the Wii one was like really big, but I thought it just, I thought Smash Bros would have taken it. No, I think the Wii one like it was the second highest selling and Smash was like 6th or 5th. It was lo- a lot lower. Right. Grand Theft Auto 5 on 360 it sold 6.8 million copies. PS3 4.85 million. PS4 1.54 million and Xbox One 1.4 million. No numbers for the PC version yet because that only came out a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably hear about that next month. Curious to see how that's going to be. And that's it for the MPD numbers. Cool, you did it, John. Good job. I did it. Proud of myself. I read some numbers. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you too. Andy writes in. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Andy writes in to Sean. Have you been asked or considered reviewing older games, like maybe two to three years old, or does that not interest you? Um, I haven't been asked. I mean, I could. I can kind of write about whatever I'd like. Um, at that point, what purpose does the review serve? Like for the person you're doing the review for, specifically. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, at that point, isn't it just like commentary on a game at this yes. point? And and then it also gets a little difficult. Like, do I need to put myself in the mindset of two to three years ago? Or do right. I need to look at it as like right now? Like, should you go back to this game? Right. Right. Because the older the game gets, a lot of the times, like the worst, like they just don't hold up. And that happens in a lot of media. Sure. Um, so at, at that point, it's like, well, I guess it comes down to what I feel about writing about. And I, I guess I haven't had the interest to to do that. But again, what purpose to specifically like who who's looking for which which venue of that? Mm. Well, you know, what's the audience for that anyway? But. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine, like talking about the stuff on the on the show when I when I'm playing older games. I also don't really play that many older games, to be honest, but I'm fine talking about it because I only say, you know, like three minutes worth of stuff about it. So it's you know, it's a lot. It's just quicker. Like, this is what I'm enjoying. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's the answer. Cool. For me, have you ever been a raid leader? Whether you have or haven't, what do you think the biggest challenges to being a raid leader is? I ask because Heaven's Ward, the new expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, which will include a new raid called Alexander, is coming out in a couple months, and I'm doubting if I'll be able to find a raid static raid static in time. Okay. And thought that it'd be best to form my own. Uh, raid leading is a pain in the ass and it takes the fun out of raiding. So maybe don't do that unless you can, as as someone who's played like no MMO, what is raid leading? Raid leading basic. Okay. So you know what a raid is, right? Or should I? Yes. Actually, let's just go from the basics. A raid's basically like an end game encounter. You, it's like a dungeon. If it was described in any other game, you go in and there's stuff that you have to like, kill or whatever you need 10 to 20 to 30 40 people however many people that raid instance is for 
is how many people you can have in the raid group. Um, being a raid leader essentially means you're responsible for, like, think of it like micromanagement of a bunch of gamers. <laughs> it's, like, okay. the worst. It's pretty shitty. Um, if you have a good group of, like, if you have a good core of people, say that you need maybe 10 people. I don't know what it is for Final Fantasy fourteen. If you need, like, 10 people in a raid group or whatever, and you have a solid, like, five of you know each other you work well together it's fine if you are going in alone and you are trying to manage nine people you've never met before doing like gear scores and making sure there's like ready checks going up in time you're making sure that you have like your cc going if you need any of that knowing like telling the people what their positions are what they're going to be doing you need to know a lot about the encounters in the raid you need to know a lot about what's going to go wrong when shit goes wrong because it always seems to. And you're going to need to basically call people out a lot and tell them what they have to do to step it up. Otherwise, they're wasting everybody's time. It is a pain in the ass, and I would recommend you never do it. Just, like, play the game, man. Like, play the game. Find some people that love doing that sort of thing. I found I found that the best times I ever raided in any MMO were when the raid leaders were ex-military guys because they knew how to like manage people. So okay, it's true. It's not and wrong. It makes a lot it of worked sense. really well actually. <laughs> um, so like, leave it to the people that do that stuff regularly, or they have an affinity towards it, and just know what your part in the game is and play. It's funner that way. Otherwise, you're going to stress yourself out. And to John, Yo. sorry if this is asked too often, but any updates on Yoshi's Island? Also, yes. yeah. no, Keep go ahead. I, I, all right. Uh, I've explained this every past couple of streams. Uh, files are having issues being edited. It's looking like it might be okay now. Just need to actually sit down and edit them and hope that it doesn't crash my editing software anymore because that was the last problem I had to fix. Also... Whatever happened to You Should Play, You Should Avoid series? I'm too much of a lazy prick to actually do research and search for Google on this stuff. I, I don't think there's any answers on Google. But uh, I just haven't done any lately. That's it. Aren't those usually like when you get games? Usually, like, yeah. Sent usually to you they're for like review? when I want to do review, but I wanted to do a bunch for like games I like as well or like didn't oh, like okay. and just want to do coverage of. But um, hmm. right now, I'm having a, if, if I'm having a problem just doing a simple Let's Play, I'm not even going to chance trying to do a, a fucking review. So What's more work? Depends, but I would definitely say the uh, reviews. The, okay. The, the video reviews, because you have to, like, grab What does it depend? And write a script. Um, because sometimes Let's Play episodes can take more work than you'd expect. Like... I'm not even going to say the name for fear of it bringing up yeah, anger. Yeah, I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. And yes, you are correct. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. I remember you ones. spending a lot of time working on those. Yeah. And I still I can't even record a freaking game about a dinosaur without problems at this point, so it's just aggravating <laughs> at this point. What why would you do a you should avoid a, about a game if you're not being forced to? Doesn't that just seem like you're playing a game you don't like? Eh. But like he buys right. games and then he tries them out and maybe he doesn't like them. This is John we're like, talking I guess if, about. I guess if, I guess it's a it's a, if it's a surprise, it just seems like right. 
It just seems like a lot of work to put I into mean, something you're not enjoying. I guess, enjoying. but I mean, you're getting something back out of it at least, so you're like putting out content that people enjoy. I mean, that's why I do like, that's why I buy dumb games for like Cookie and end up with stuff like this. It just. I like how you turned it so they couldn't see the titles. Classy. Yeah. I thought of that. Yeah. But one of those was gold. Is, the, is there more than one gold NES cart? That's a, the third one I have, yes. So there's a bunch. There is more than one? Yeah. Oh. Like what? Like you don't have to say the one you have or whatever. I'm just, I only know Zelda. Um, th- those are the, this is an unofficial cart. Unofficial cart. Oh. So it's like the, the ones that weren't officially licensed. A bunch of those are made. What were those weird I, black ones again? The black ones? I can't ones? remember. Those were, uh, those are Wisdom I, Trees games, I think. Hmm. Is okay. there more than one official gold cart? Uh, no, I think Zelda 1 and 2 are the only official gold carts for the... Okay, I didn't, I didn't even know 2 was. I, I guess I haven't seen a, a 2 cart. I've just played like the GameCube version. <clears throat> okay, uh, next question. Arthur writes, Would you like to see a game turned into a comic book series? If so, which one would it be? Matt Hazard. Uh, I feel like that would be more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immediately stuff for me that came to mind was a lot of like uh kind of Japanese games would work into like manga real easily. Sure. And I thought of like uh Asura's Wrath and then I thought of like VLR. And you know, VLR's are like it's already a visual novel, which I guess you could argue is a comic book. I would totally read a Phoenix Wright book or comic book series sure there's i think there is i'm pretty sure there is a, a manga i want to say that like I'm, they have the movie the live action movie but i'm pretty sure there's a manga for that um hmm. yeah professor layton that'd be kind of cool although i guess you who you know they did the movie and that didn't have a ton of puzzle solving so yeah i could go for a for a comic of that one Trying to think more like Western games, though. I would love Binding of Isaac in a comic book series. What would that be? It's procedurally generated. Exactly. What? What is this? Isn't? Is it's, there even some like narrative arc to that? You could. It, just... it doesn't matter. You can make one. There's already characters and stuff, so like you can pretty much do whatever. Isaac's going through is, like catacombs. Is there and characters? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Wait, have you never played it? <laughs> No, I, I like I played I played a few runs of it, but it just seemed like monsters and items. There's characters as well. They're all kind of Isaac, basically, but mm. there's characters. <laughs> okay, I, I would be interested yeah, in seeing a fleshed out story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, maybe like a Hotline Miami comic. That would, that be, would be so. There is that. That's part of that collector's edition that they're releasing of Hotline Miami too. I did not know that. Yeah, me neither until I read what was in this collector's edition. I'm like, holy shit, they did a comic for this thing? So, like, yes, an actual series of it would be good, but there is... They've done that. People in the chat are saying uh, that the Phoenix Wright movie was super good, and uh, also there is a manga for Phoenix Wright. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting to watch that movie. However, the Phoenix Wright and Miles Edgeworth mangas are original stories and don't follow games. That's preferable. Yeah, that is preferable. That's because that then you risk like oh I've played the games I don't need to read the book no I would want a new story yeah so uh, and actually a second person is even recommending 
uh, the the uh, live action Ace Attorney. I keep forgetting movie, to watch so. that damn. movie. I heard it's I really should, good. I should watch it. Uh, as someone who watched the Professor Layton uh, anime, I should watch. Yeah. And and I watched that Animal Crossing movie. Um, I should watch the Phoenix Wright live action one. Yeah. Uh, Bertomi writes in. What is the most sordid movie you guys have seen recently? For me, it would have to be Bad, Lute- Bad Lieutenant from 1992 with Harvey Keitel. I've seen recently. Yeah, that's what that's what's holding me up to. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's not a movie, but I guess Daredevil kind of fits in that. Have you guys checked out Daredevil? Yes, no. actually. It's fantastic. It is really How good. How far into it are you? I'm on episode three, but I haven't to. I have had time to watch more yet. The ending of episode two. Oh, okay. I wanted, to talk, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, the cinematography for that part is amazing. Yeah, right? right? The choreography is kind of terrible. All the punches no, look I, fake. I, Oh, I love the choreography. It's, I love how he it's pretty bad, always dude. looks like like he is trying so hard to fight. There's some people. of those dudes. Yeah, no, that's great. I agree with that. I'm talking about like the extras they got to be like Russian mobsters or something. Some of them were like turning their head before like the fist would have connected, so it looked a little oh, I guess I, Yeah, okay. Maybe I didn't notice that. I noticed but, um, that and it ruined it. I was like it was so oh, good before, sad. but cuz that fight is so good with the camera just going back and yes, forth. Yes, it is really good. And it's, and it's one take. Yeah, that's one th- so that's why it's impressive. Our, that's really the only reason. If it wasn't one take, it wouldn't have been nearly as impressive. Right, right, yeah. Um, that's why I always recommend to people like, hey, you know, give Daredevil a try. Watch the first two episodes because I feel like that fight at the end of the second one will just like grab you, and you're like, hey, gotta watch more. Um, I love his costume. Yeah, just I just love it, just like pulling like the mask over his eyes. Like it makes so much sense. Daredevil is really great. I'm on episode. I think I just finished six. Okay, cool. So how many are I'm there? Really, I heard like second seasons out now or coming out, something like that. Not at all. They just released yeah. season one. There's 13 episodes. Yeah, I saw some teasers of season two. Then they probably. I think recently they probably they announced, announced that there's going to be a yes. second season. But season one just came out like at the beginning of April. So it's not going to be a while. Yeah, Daredevil renewed for season two, changing yeah. changing showrunners. John, you should check out Daredevil. It's you should John, check out the first you actually should. Daredevil. I don't like, even remember the last time I've turned on Netflix. To be fair, dude, you should actually ch- so good. even just check out the first episode because I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the quality of it. It's actually quite good. It is, yeah, it's really great. Um, but if you don't like the first episode, at least watch the second episode and. After that point, if you're still into it, okay, you've seen a real great moment, and you weren't. It didn't do anything. The second episode feels shorter somehow, even though I know it's not. <laughs> it just feels shorter. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember like beat for beat what everything goes on. Yeah. Um. Anyways, sorted movies. Yeah. <laughs> In the yeah. Anyway, so Daredevil, kind of. Um. I'm trying to think of anything else recently. Isn't there a new human centipede coming out again? 
again? Really? There is. There's a third one. 500 person 500 centipede. person centipede. What the fuck? Because the guy who makes it owns like a jail. A jail. Like a prison, yes, that's right. And, he's, and he makes all the inmates do it. Now I know what you're yeah. thinking, John. Have you seen those movies? <laughs> Did you watch those? No, why would I? They okay, sound yeah, dumb. To be fair, I would not be surprised if you've seen them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen them, but that just... I don't want to see that. But that... How is they making another one? There's clearly a, demand for it. A third human centipede. Oh my gosh. Maybe the director just likes to mess with people. Yeah. so. For this question, can I say that today I was watching all of the fatalities on Mortal Kombat 10 on YouTube, and that was like an hour and some, and that was kind of gross. Does that I count? I still need to do that. I want to see all those. They're weird, man. Some of them are really fucking messed up, and I'm kind of happy they did it. What'd you think of the uh, the selfie one? Oh, God, it's so good. It's so Have, good. It's, oh, uh, they're I, all I really so good. I watch this. I need to watch this. Peekaboo. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, Michael Jacobs writes, what's your guys' opinion on devs adding new modes for games that seem cool but don't end up being as good as you have hoped? I feel like this question answers itself. <laughs> um, it kind of does a little bit. Like, wouldn't the, wouldn't the question better have been presented, what's your guys' opinion on devs adding new modes to games? Because... I feel like my answer to this is, well, I thought it seemed cool, but then it didn't end up being as good as I hoped. <laughs> At least, like, it's built into the question, it, it seems like. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, though. Um, a mode I was looking forward to, and it didn't work out. I, I mean, never I really think it's... I tried it. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not the type of person to ever really get mad at people for adding more stuff to a game because I can choose not to play it if I don't yeah. like it. So I... I mean, I, I, guess if I, I guess if I paid for it, that's different. Like, Yeah, I'm, Mad Moxie then, maybe. I, that's what jumped up was Mad Moxie as well was not great for Borderlands. It was okay the um, first time, though, you do it with a few friends. After that... When you, when you do I the small know. one, not the big one? You get nothing out of it. Yeah. How was that design decision made? Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other DLCs where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy this knowing exactly what it was or and not knowing what it was and then getting bummed out. It's, it's hard to like surprise when you can just look up everything. Yeah. Uh, Shivani writes, what upcoming limited edition new 3DS designs do you think would be cool? Hmm. What upcoming would be cool? Yeah, was there announced new designs? I think they're saying, do you think would be cool? So what are some games coming out they could do some cool designs for, like, a new 3DS package? Oh, okay. Um... What's even coming out for 3DS? Yeah, I was, gonna, I was trying to think what's even coming out. That I, and, I've always know, wanted them to do a Tetris design, but they that never, would be cool. They've never done it because I don't think they can ever get the rights back really at this point. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Ubisoft own that now? Ubisoft's currently using them, yeah, but like the Tetris company owns the rights, and then Ubisoft just makes the games and makes them terribly. Also, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you fuck up Tetris. The goddamn Game Boy ran it. 
Yeah. I mean, I've never really had like the custom consoles game specifics. I always just like the standard one. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be anything coming out for 3DS. They're, oh, the they haven't like, really announced anything. I assume they're holding it all so. for E3 at this point. Because mm. really, it's just puzzles and dragons. I think that actually is it. Okay. The hell is Nintendo? Yeah, like I'm, have, I'm have looking at the next stuff. like month or so, and I'm not seeing yeah because anything new, the on new Fire the 3DS. Emblem is next year. I like Fire Emblem a lot, so I would be in. I would think a Fire Emblem 3DS is cool, but again, I like just plain, plain ones. Personally, I yeah, I usually don't go to my way to get special ones, but like I did for the Majora's Mask one. Uh, the Zelda ones usually end up being some of the nicer ones that they do. I really like the Monster Hunter ones, but I feel that they're ruined with the title Monster Hunter thrown on there kind of haphazardly. Yeah, if that wasn't on there, I probably would have gotten the silver Monster Hunter 4 one instead. Dude, they're really cool. The red one's really nice, too. I've never seen the red one. The silver one's super I nice. Think, I think the red one's European, maybe. That might explain it. So, like, I, we wouldn't get it here anyway, but whatever. Uh, and second question, um, also, John, which Barbie games would you recommend? None of them. All right, there we go. Wow. Wow, is there any backstory to that? What the hell happened? <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a stream Tuesday, and um, every cookie was, or every game was a Barbie game, except for the first one. By design? Uh, yeah, by, what by the, design. What was the best one? Oh, okay. Uh. We found like some FMV Barbie horse riding game. Oh, that sounds so good. That sounds so good. Uh, What else? I don't even remember what the hell we played. Wait, was it like FMV of someone like dressed up like Barbie or of a Barbie? It was was more like CG. So, but it was just like one of those. Like I'm thinking, what was it? SSX3? No, Amped3? That's what I'm thinking. Not Amped3. Nothing. Oh man, you guys remember Amped3? Yes. God, M3 is so good. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. Ask Reese what her favorite so Barbie good. was. That'll be the answer. Reese, what's your favorite Barbie game? Yeah. This is riveting. Yeah, this is, this is radio. good radio right here. What'd you say? The first horse adventure mystery ride. There's your answer. Is that the FMV one? And that's not the FMV one. That's no. That's this is the mis- this is the haunted horse one. Oh right, <laughs> so hurry. Yeah, this fuck. is the one where they're being, where they're they think they're being chased by a haunted horse, but it's actually mm. a dude in a suit. And, and he would have gone away gone from away, it. yeah. If it were away for the two meddling so kids. Those meddling kids are dumb. Dog. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's always that dumb dog. <laughs> oh, I like that we were on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, man, twins. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, here, hey, here's a bit of news. Um, mm-hmm. Konagami writes, thoughts on Valve allowing modders to charge for mods on Steam Workshop. So, yeah, you can now set a price point for the mods you put up. I think it's just for Skyrim, right? I, at the moment? I think they would. Yes, at the moment. I think they're wanting to do it kind of Steam-wide or do it for probably publishers and developers that will allow them to do it anyways. Um, I think it's good. I think people should be paid if they put enough work into something that people like it. I as long yeah. as it doesn't get out of hand. Like I don't want it to be like, oh, here's a cosmetic mod for some. It like, will do license. that. Yeah, that will yes. happen. That's the thing that worries me. But people need you to not look buy at, like, that. The amount, the amount of like bullshit that's in Steam Greenlight right now, and it's like, are people going to get scammed? 
I guess they they do have a workaround, like because the the issue would be like, are people going to get scammed for like a crappy mod that maybe just doesn't work? Um, but you can get a refund within twenty four hours of the purchase. Yeah, but you just get Steam credit, which also makes sense. So I'm I'm hoping like there's got to be some kind of like vetting process, yes. right? You can't put up a mod that's just going to break something. I mean, I would have gladly paid for like the Just Cause Two multiplayer mod. Dude, yeah, yeah, something like that deserves money. Something like, oh, here's a skin for your sword. Maybe not so much. You know what I think the biggest problem with it is, is that the creators themselves can set the price point. I think that's the problem. No, no the real policing yet. Yes, exactly. Uh, Eco Eclipse, Echo Eclipse in the chat is saying the modder only gets three quarters of the revenue. Steam takes 25%. As opposed to sense. 0% that they would have gotten before for using Steam's thing anyway, though. And someone else is chiming in saying uh, Steam takes 75%, so that ratio might be reversed. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that's kind of weird that Steam gets a cut. It is. That's gross. Before, they got nothing. Like, no one was getting anything, and now... No, that is gross. That is... Like, I don't see... Yeah. Like, I guess Steam is helping you move the mod but they were doing it before for free so now why charge pay charge for it because they're basically charging for it now if you're making money they're going to get a piece of it so that's a little weird like i could see maybe the developers wanting a share because they're like well you're using rip you're using our game we should get a cut of that but steam doesn't have much to do with that well they're the storefront that gets the eyes on it right they're the advertising basically for it I get. Well, are they advertising mods ever? Oh, absolutely. If you go to Steam okay. Workshop, the like highest rated ones will go to the top of the page. You can see them okay. right there. I guess. Yeah, I just never go there, so I had. I have no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, David writes in with a hot tip. Did you guys know that Crypt of the Necrodancer is officially released today? There's a fourth zone now too. Yeah, yeah I could never some, get past the, the second zone. So. Too, apparently. Oh, that is cool. I should go back and play that game. I, I got to World 3. I never beat World 3. Yeah. And last question. Looks like a quick one. Uh, the Juker writes, for the Killing Floor 2, what would you like to see added to the game in terms of content or maps returning from 1? Oh, man. Sharpshooter has to come back. That's my fucking perk, yo. Other than that, I really like the Biotics Lab in that one. West London is a classic map. Um... The offices are pretty good. Some of the weird, like, uh, user-created stuff was great in the first one. I would really like to see the Doom level come back again. That was cool. And good for grinding. Yeah. Yeah, Was there anything you didn't like about this game? No, it was pretty all-around amazing for being on the shittiest hardware you could make a game on at the time. (laughs) Unreal 2, baby. All right, uh, that'll do it. Um, if you guys want to send in questions for next week, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast, or the Facebook group. What's your guys' games of the week? Axiom Verge, hands down. Yeah, it seemed pretty easy for you. Uh, I played more Ollie Ollie, so I'm going to give it to Ollie Ollie 2. Killing Floor 2. All right. Nice. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week as usual. See you guys then. Bye. Later.